Hello everybody, welcome to a very special episode of GSE Friday with your host Jean Pietric and always here with Dean Sage. Hello Dean. Hi John. We have a very weird episode today because when our episode's not weird though. It's um we're gonna talk about personal triumph. Yes. But we're also gonna talk a little bit about a a little bit of sadness. I've been feeling sadness. Yeah, I've been feeling a little sadness too. Yeah. But we got our Oh well, I have my. I thought that you were gonna have a cocktail, but apparently you don't have a cocktail. Nah, I'm I'm trying to limit it. I'll have one, maybe one after. Oh well, goddamn it! Making me feel all kinds of ways. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Okay, good. But I have my my absolute Cosmo perfected. Perfected. One of these days they'll sponsor us. Cocktails perfected. Anyway, so we're going to start off with a little bit of talking about, we talked about it last week, mm-hmm. the LGBTQ bars shutting down, but we ha- we didn't talk specifically about the lesbian bars, which are very, very few and far between. They are. They really are. So in, he- in here, in here, in Up our in house, here? in our house, yes. in our house, we had a lesbian bar. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got a closet under the stairs. We're a better place to keep it. What? Exactly. Um, no, but in our hometown of Philly, we had a lesbian bar called the Toasted Walnut. Oh. Before that, we had Sisters. Oh, that's right. Did they like one become the other or just one closed, the other open? One closed, the other opened. Mm-hmm. Um, the general manager of one became the general manager of the other. Okay. All right. That works. Um, but no, they closed because of COVID. I know. We tried. We really tried. Like we were there and f- we were like the only ones on karaoke night at the socially distanced with the Mike condom karaoke nights. But what were some of your favorite times there? Um, definitely the karaoke nights. Like when it was in full swing, they had a little stage up there. Um, that one lesbian would come dressed in the black parade outfit and then oh sing my God, black I parade. That. I remember that. That was so good. Like that, that was, was so everything. Good. Yes. Everything, everything and everything, everything and anything. Nope. Yep. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> Um, what else did I like? You know, it's, I hate to say this. Well, no, I don't hate to say this. It was my only spot in the neighborhood that I really liked to go like the actual, like gay male bars. Um, I just, I, I either felt invisible or judged or both. Um, which is a little bit of a, of a, a feat to, to do that. But yeah, I never really, really enjoyed other spots in the neighborhood. Yeah. For me, it was kind of dangerous to go to other spots in the neighborhood. Dangerous. Dangerous. Okay. Um, because drugs. Oh might well, happen. Yeah, yeah, and and also Dick Quest sometimes took you Dick into. Dick Quest would take me away from my friends, which yeah. should be priority number one. But I mean, you got to get it in sometimes. But it became sort of like a, I don't want to call it an addiction, but it became a um obsession. Um, and at Toasted Walnut, like I think that was the times where you and I had the most fun too. Maybe that's why I liked it the most. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, it's not the karaoke bar that we love and enjoy the most, but it was fun to go there because it was different. It was different. Yeah. Uh, also, and- no straights. There's no straights. No straights at all. 
I mean, sometimes there were straights. There was bisexuals, I think. I don't know how many straight straights there were. No, there was a couple straights. There, right. there was there was a straight couple. I mean, there could have been a bi- it could have been a bisexual couple. I'm but. I'm feeling like they were leaning a little bit one way. That's all. That's all. But yeah, this this uh, this leads me into the talk, Dean. The the dangerous the dangerous talk of the. The scene of the seedy underbelly of Philly nightlife. But did it actually start in Philly or did it start in LA? It started in LA, but I only did it once in LA. Gotcha. Well, so let's let's clarify. What is what is it? Uh methamphetamine. Meth and phetamine. Okay. Meth and phetamine. Um, yeah. So it's known by quite a lot of names. Tina, Ice, uh, I feel like the gays always give stuff the best names. Even when it's horrible and evil, they give it the best names. Tina is the best name. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you just want to party? Do you want to party, baby? With a capital T. Yeah. So if you're not in the know and you're on Grinder, that's probably what they're talking about. Oh, what's the new one? We, we saw a new one. Oh, it was just uh, uh, an emoji, a party emoji. Oh, like like the the, the yeah. confetti explosion. The confetti explosion. Yeah. Um, the guy was doing a kazoo little thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, so um, let's get the uh, stigmas out of the way. So first of all, meth is not, um, it's not like something that evil people do or like you have to be like a horrible person to do it. It's, it's kind of everywhere. And actually in the gay world, it's kind of everywhere. Um, so yeah. what was your first time? My first time was, so I was going out uh, in LA with my friend Laura, we were going to a dance party. Um, well, not a dance party. It was a dance show. Okay. So it was a showcase of dancing. Oh, yeah, because she's, she's like a choreographer she's a dancer. dancer. She's yeah. a choreographer yeah, yeah. dancer. Um, afterwards, I got a little drunk, and um, I wanted to hook up with someone. As often happens when you get drunk, yes. I went to a motel, and the person said, do you smoke? And I was like, sure I do. Sure I do. Because I thought that he meant like smoke weed. But. Um, and I get there and he hands me this um, pipe that I thought was, uh, you know, like. Some sort of little bong. Little bong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I don't know how to use this. Where's the choke? I even said that. I was like, where's the choke on this? Because, you know, normal weed. Right. You got to hold the thing and then let yeah. the air in. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the smoke. And he's like, oh, let me do this for you. Oh, no. And the second that I smoke it in, I'm like, oh, my God, this is not weed. Yeah. First off, it was white. I'm I'm stupid. Like, No, no. Well, first of all, you're not stupid. Like, addiction is not stupid. It's not a personal failing. Well, no. The fact that the thing inside of it was not green. You were a little drunk, and you were on a dick quest, and not all the best things happen in those situations. So that was the first time. That was the first time and only time in LA. Gotcha. The second time I was in Hatboro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it, local to Philly. That's if, local to Philly. You know, if no. you don't know, I was in a local bar called Tui's. Why are you laughing at that? Cause I'm like, give Tui's a bad rap. Oh, uh, well it's not Tui's fault. It's not Tui's fault. Like literally it's well, in no. every bar in Philly. I can guarantee. Well, no, I wasn't meth at that point. Oh, okay. Um, it was Coke. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, both, in case you don't know, are stimulants. So they kind of satisfy or activate the same parts of the brain. So I was looking for Coke that night. Gotcha. Um, and I found Coke. Um, I had to go to a uh, 
Motel 6 to get the Coke. Motels are going to become a theme in all this, just in case you wondered. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go to Motel 6 to get the Coke from a guy, from a straight guy. Well, I I mean, drug dealers don't have to be gay. Yeah. Um, But I was surprised that he invited me. He, He asked me for so much advice on women. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It was, it was amazing. The amount of advice that he asked me on women. I mean, the straights need help. So, and then I ended up on a dick quest because I had a bunch of Coke in my system. Right. So you're up, you're ready. And then I ended up at a person's apartment, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. two guys. And they asked me, have I done Tina before? And I said, yes, because yes, I have done Tina before. I've done it once before. Also dick quest. Also dick quest. And they found it funny that I did not know how to um, light the pipe because I still did not know how to light a pipe. Well, this is my same thing with smoking. Like, I refuse to learn how to light a cigarette, which I'm sure I could figure out. But the first time I had one, I'm like, I kind of like this. I'm like, I don't want to know how to do this on my own. Yeah. That was kind of where I, where I was at the beginning of my addiction. Mm-hmm. Um. Or I was just kind of fumbly. I was just fumbly with it. Well, I think so. The, the trouble with addiction is that it actually probably for you started much earlier. Um, there's there's addiction. Well, and I then, was addicted to coke um, at 21. Well, there's there's sort of like they'll say drug of choice. Um, like there's things that you really kind of want to do, but addiction in general is sort of a desire to do things to get away from yourself or from your problems. Um, yeah. So I mean, you you since I've known you, we could not go out unless you were slightly intoxicated or, you know, had a shot or if we were going somewhere that had, you know, we we had to get a drink immediately. Like your social anxiety is extremely high. Um, also just, you know, you go through bipolar depression mania and stuff. So you're kind of always looking for something. Thank you. I do too. Like, (laughs) it's not like you're alone (laughs) in this. So yeah, no addiction, addiction, um, addiction doesn't start when you like smoke a pipe. Addiction is, is something in your brain. Um, and it, it just kind of gets activated. And sometimes you do wander across that one thing that really, really draws it out. And I think for you stimulants, but definitely meth seemed to be that thing. Exactly. Um, and that night brought it out, um, that night in Hapro where I decided to go on a dick quest brought it out it seems like the two became pretty linked over time like i didn't know you when you weren't high that you were also not looking for some sort of sexual pleasure or partner pleasure or just even solo pleasure exactly yeah uh the meth brought out a part of me that just wanted whether it was masturbation or get a dick down my throat (laughs) Yeah, it was it, there. There was a certain reward loop between the stimulation in the brain and then the stimulation of of some sort of sex. Also, um, confidence. I think there's a lot of confidence that comes along with it, or at least forgetting about not being confident or having any kind of hangups. But see, then the thing is also, um, if you have too much of it, I have a panic attack. Yeah, I've been there for a couple of those. So it's it. Yeah, because stimulants are still stimulants, no matter you know what you do. And with meth, it just it doesn't go away. It just sort of like it just it just cycles through your system over yeah. and over again. But then we also have the problem with um mixing the meth with G. Yes. Yes. And then uh just fair play, like I've done meth with uh John and I did G with John. So it's not like it's just him out here being bad and I'm the saint and all this. Like, you know, I in fact in some ways I th- I think I didn't know I was doing it, but I kind of helped along your addiction at times. 
um, until I kind of realized what was happening. So yeah, I own a little bit of that too. It's okay. Life happens. Well, and I think this is a good note for people out there. Like, you know, yes, there are people that can use drugs of varying kinds and, you know, they're going to be okay. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, pitfalls and traps out there. And, um, yeah, just, you know, if you've, if you've got a concern, uh, talk to your friends about it, but they've got to do it in their own time too. Like you can't force them to do something or not do something. Yeah. I wasn't ready. No, I was not. I don't even think I was ready when I was ready. No, but I don't think you like, how would you know what to be ready for? You know, you've, it was really your first time going through the addiction and then try to come out of it. And that's a whole journey. Recovery is a whole journey. We'll get to that in a minute, but well, where do we want to go from here? I don't even so, know. I mean, I think we should kind of talk about the, 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 the trials of it. Um, I mean, where did you find yourself? You don't have to, you know, get into gory details and I don't want to trigger you, but what's sort um, of your, I mean, uh, like if you were sharing your story, what would you share? Huh? 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 I mean, I, I can talk a little bit about what I, re- what I remember if that helps. I mean, I sold myself a little bit, mm-hmm. which I never thought I was going to do. I mean, nobody ever thinks I think that they're going to do it. And there's nothing wrong with sex work. I think that the trouble here yeah, was that the it problem was that I sold myself so that I could get more drugs. Right. And I mean, meth's not a cheap drug. Uh, neither it's is Coke cheaper than Coke. What is cheaper than Coke? And that's, that's one of the problems I think. And it also gives you a better high than Coke. I'm not condoning the use of well, this no, drug. No, no, truth, truth is truth. Truth is truth. This is like, again, this is why people graduate. Like when we talk about, oh my gosh, um, you know, weed's going to lead to harder drugs. No, not exactly. But some drugs do lead to other drugs. So if you start with stimulants uh, like Adderall and then, you know, you, that doesn't work as well anymore. And then you go to Coke and then you finally find something like meth, which checks all the boxes. Um, yeah, no, there, there is a progression to that. It gives you this feeling that, you are God. No, and I, you know, honestly, like I, I, I felt like I didn't care about anything. If I could have gotten hard on it, I probably would have joined you uh, on that uh, adventure. My family has a very big history of addiction. Um, I kind of think about it every day. And I think that's one of the reasons that I have not quite gone down that path, but I don't judge anybody because I understand it. I do. Yeah. I got a boyfriend who was a dealer. He, chained me up to a bed mm. uh, and tried to keep me uh, when I broke up with him. I would not have gotten out of that unless he had a guy come over to get drugs and heard me yelling from the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, trauma and addiction go well together. Unfortunately, um, we obviously don't have to kind of dig into that, but Um, yeah, in case you're thinking that people just go out and party and have fun and, you know, then they just, I don't know what, wake up one morning and decide to be an addict. No, (laughs) no. And you follow that pretty far down the rabbit hole, I think, until you get to the other side. Yeah. And that shoddy match you're talking about is me wanting to go home, but me not wanting to go home because I'm scared of my parents finding out that I'm a drug addict. Gotcha. And me not wanting to have sex because I'm scared of poop on the dick <laughs> um, and him being like, you have to have sex with me. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
do we want to talk a little bit about the history of abuse that you've gone through or do you want to kind of just leave that on the side for now? Let's leave that on the side for okay. now. But let's just say that um, that was not a good uh, trigger. It was not a good trigger. <laughs> for sanity at that moment. No. 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 Yeah. And I was like shaking outside of a hotel. Like it was a messed up, s- horrible moment outside of a hotel. I probably looked like I was on like 700 drugs at the moment. It was... Not, not a look, not a look at all. So, I mean, that's kind of the, um, the lows of it. I know there was, um, gosh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think there was two times where we kind of dropped out of contact. Um, yeah. During this whole time period. There was the time right before rehab though, that I had my epiphany that I needed to go to rehab. Well, and just from my perspective, and this is, um, you know, don't, I don't want you to take this any way, but for me, like that was the moment where I was like, I can't continue down that path. What I was going to talk about was the night that I went completely nuts. So crazy and was in someone else's house in New Jersey in January of 2020. I think you called me for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't answering cause he wasn't home. Uh, and I thought that there was people breaking into the house, people outside the house coming to get me thought that I was going to die. And meanwhile, I'm up near New York and I'm like, I don't know where you are, or how to get there, but like, yeah, <laughs> it was a little bit. I was like, there's people standing outside of everybody's home. There's someone standing outside of every single person's home. Remember? Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. There was no way there was someone standing outside of each person's home. Well, that's how I knew that you weren't in direct, like physical harm, but that you were definitely having a mental moment. Like you were, you were a little hallucinating, little psychotic at the moment. Yeah. But I kind of wish that I would not have driven home the next morning because... If I would have gotten stopped by the police, that would have been Yeah, the, I think awful. I I didn't know where you were, so like I couldn't even come get you. Um but that was a, a I, I'm glad that that was the epiphany because that was a very sort of scary moment for I think for both of us on both sides. Well, I must I must died that night. So that was Wait, how? Remember I almost overdosed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this had happened before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I blacked out. Uh, I almost went under the water. The guy that I was with was so scared that I was going to die that he like was ready to call 911. And the second that I got up out of the water, I was like, don't call 911. They're going to call my parents. I mean, through all of it, I think that was almost the biggest, like, I don't know. I want to call it driver, but like that was. That was one thing that like you kept circling back to. I think it's why it took you so long to talk to your parents about it. Cause you were just so scared of what they were going to say. Even though I knew that they knew. Exactly. And I think like we did, we did go tell them and they, they did know. Um, and it wasn't, but they didn't know that it was meth. No, they just knew it was something. I think they thought it was heroin. Oh, that's an interesting choice. So, I mean, that night you had an epiphany, um, and then I think we started working together because I think you you kind of got back with me and you said, "Look, I want to, you know, go this route. Uh, will you will you help me?" And I said, "Absolutely." Well, no, that was before that. Oh, I know. No, I'm, I'm I'm getting up towards the recovery part of the story. Um, but I mean, we're at recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at how many months now? Because I did have two relapses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it was um, November, wasn't it? It was November. So about three months coming up. December, January, February. Yeah, so three months. I'm at three months again. Um, and that's that's good. We gotta we gotta uh, celebrate that. Yeah. And um, just so you guys know, like uh, recovery is an ongoing process. So relapse is an unfortunate part of it. But like, if you do have someone going through this, please don't like shame them or, um, you know, make it look like relapses will happen. Basically. It's not something that we encourage, but it's something that we kind of have to be aware of. I'm just happy my second relapse wasn't as bad as my first relapse. That's true. That's true. My first relapse, I, I left for days. Mm -hmm. I, I was gone for almost a week. You turned off your locator, which was kind of scary for me because I didn't know where you were. Yeah. Um, my second relapse, it was one night and then I cried to Dean and I was like, the worst happened. You know what? And I think that's the other thing. Like you used to lie to me a lot, um, during, during the drug days. And, um, I think that was one of my big things was like, look, I, I'm, I will help you, but you can't lie to me. Like, I, I just can't deal with lies. So the fact that you were just like, I did it. It was like, okay, it took me, I mean, it took me a lot to process it. I had to take a couple days. Um, and I think the other thing is like at paramount to all this is your safety and your health. Like, you know, so yeah. I, I, I'm glad that you didn't, you know, go on a bender, but I'm also glad that you told me about it. Yeah. But it took a lot that morning to be like, I, I was thinking about not telling you, to be honest. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, it was scary. I was like, how can I get uh, my thought? My first thought was, how can I get away with this? Well, that is the first thought of every addict. It's not a, it's not an unnatural or unnormal thing. Um, no addict, you know, kind of goes, well, <laughs> I'm just going to be completely open and honest about this with everyone. So then I did the unnatural thing and went, you know what? We're going to be fully open and honest and we're going to face this head on. Well, I think you've told me that sometimes the worst of the cravings is how can I go do this right now and not have someone find out? Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah. Um, and that's just that, that's kind of the nature of it. So, I mean, recovery is not one size fits all. Like we, we went to some meetings. Um, you didn't find your place there. I did not find my place in meetings. Um, because I still need to drink. And, and, and this is, so this is the tough part is that, um, abstention doesn't help everyone. Um, yes, alcohol is, can be dangerous. So there were some times I think where, um, before we started on our medication path, before we started on our, um, you know, trying to get our, our mental health in order, you know, you, you were kind of using alcohol in a not the best way. Um, but at the same time, no, being abstaining from everything doesn't necessarily fit everything. And this is the problem is that most of modern psychology basically says, Oh, you're an addict, go to 12 step like that. Like as if that's the only solution and it started with alcoholics. And yeah, if you're an alcoholic, you can't have any cocktail. Like it's, it's not a matter of, you know, Oh, I, I only drink badly when I have whiskey. No, it's alcohol. Like your, your drug is alcohol, but people who don't have a trouble with alcohol or aren't addicted to alcohol, you know, don't have a, it's not the same thing. Just like you've never really been addicted to downers. Exactly. That was, that's like, you're not like, Oh my gosh, I need to, you know, I need my, my Xanax right now. Yeah. 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 So it's a complex subject. Um, yes. 12 step is amazing for the people that it works for. Um, it doesn't work for everyone. Therapy is really good too. You guys therapy is probably the the bigger issue because nobody, at least that I've met that's an addict got into it because they thought it would be fun. 
Um, I think they were all looking for a way out of something and it's usually mental health problems. Uh, alcoholics too. They, yeah. my entire family was self-medicating for ADD and, uh, depression. Uh, and that's how we, they became alcoholics. So yeah. What's it like now? How are you doing? Some days are rough, mm-hmm. but I'm getting through it. You know, it's, it's a one step at a time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not always going to be pretty. Uh, is there anything you wish you would have known? To not go into that room that night. Okay. Like seriously, um, to not be naive kind of, um, I mean, I, I, I knew a, a, a person, I uh, knew through porn and he got into porn by basically being taken into a drug house and drugged for 30 days and not having any memory really. Um, so naivete is, is a big thing. I don't know how you not become unnaive, but I guess ask questions, really look at uh, the people that you're inviting into your life and space. Not all hookups are good hookups. Yeah. Yeah. Also, generally, maybe stay away from motels. I don't know. That might just be me wish casting, but I feel like a lot of bad things happen in the the motels. I mean, some good stuff happened in a hotel, remember? <laughs> no, I, I didn't say hotel. I said motel. Like, I feel like the side of the road places are um, maybe not maybe, maybe not a good place to go hook up. I'm just, I don't know. Okay. Might just be me. Well, talking about side of the road places. Yes. I think we're going to say goodnight for now. Oh. TTFN? TT. What? Ta-ta for now? Ta-ta for now. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Ticker. Oh, okay. Then maybe I like that. Maybe I like it then. Pink elephants on parade. Yeah, this was a bombastic, weird episode. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Call your friends and tell them to listen to us. (laughs) Dean, where can we find you? Uh, I mean, existentially, I'm still looking for that. But uh, on Twitter, it's at Dean Sage Media, also on Instagram. And uh, actually, on Amazon Books, on Apple Books, and on Barnes & Noble, you can still buy my books. They're out there. Dean Sage, find it. Read it. There's some sex in there. Wow, Dad. Anyway, and where that. can we find you, John that. Patrick? I hated that. I hated that so much. Um, you can find me on the Twitter at Nope. Yes, I forgot which ones were which handle. Um, you can find me on the Twitter at John P underscore Music. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at John Patrick Official. I hardly post ever, so I'm sorry. But you can also find my music on Apple Music. And uh, Spotify and Tidal. And you can buy a physical CD on Amazon. Yeah. Yes, you can. So we're going to say goodnight for now. Just right.